You're listening to the Master Photography Podcast. Welcome into the Master Photography Roundtable, part of the Master Photography Podcast Network. You are joined by thousands of photographers listening to this show who are all on the same journey to master their photography. I am your host for this episode, Jeff Harmon, and it is time for our 2019 Goals and Predictions episode. This is one of the funnest ones of the year. I, I really love this one. And to, to, to do that with me today, I have Brent Bergherm and Connor Hibbs. How are you guys? Hey, doing well. Doing really well. Excellent. So glad to have you on, Connor. It's been a bit. You've been busy. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Very much so. I'm, I'm finally at a point where I have a little bit of free time on my hands, but even that is to say um, I, I'm busy, but it's just like feels manageable now. Right, right. Okay, let's jump right into it because <laughs> this episode is going to be a long one, I think. We have a lot to cover. First, we have to dish out the accountability. <laughs> First, yeah. we have to talk about last year, like what we said in late in 2017, we were going to do in 2018, the goals, stuff like that. So, we're going to start off with talking about the goals that we uh, that we set last year. And to do that, I'm going to bring back a voice that nobody's heard for a very long time, our own Jim Harmer. And uh, we'll review some of the stuff that that he said, because he was still very much a part of the show last year at this point. And uh, and boy, did we miss him. He's such a great friend. We we all love Jim so much. But here, let's let's listen to his first goal. I want to spend some time kind of going over, instead of predictions for the next year, which we will do a prediction episode, I want to make sure to 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 get the whole group on on the podcast for that one um but i we will do another prediction episode for sure but kind of as i got got listening to that i thought man i i i was focusing so much on the gear and um and stuff that would happen in the industry and you know it's just kind of fun to speculate whatever but I looking forward to this next year and what I personally want to do in photography. Um, my number one goal for 2018, and I'm going to work really hard uh, to stick to this, is to spend zero dollars and zero cents on gear in 2018. That's my goal. Um, I I want to do a ton of photography. I want to shoot and try new things. Uh, and experiment, and I don't want to buy any new gear. Now, I don't know if that's the right if that's right for everybody. I uh, have been blessed to be able to get uh, kind of whatever photography gear I want because this is my career, right? Um, and most people don't. You know, most people are doing this as a hobby, and you know, some people really are just moving up and need to get new lenses or whatever, and it really will help uh, help them to get sharper photos, etc. Uh, but for me, my gear is perfectly adequate. And so I'm going to completely dive out of uh, gear acquisition in 2018, and I'm not going to spend one red cent on photo gear. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think he'd make it, which we'll talk about in a second, but I checked in with Jim today. It's been a while since I talked to him, and I checked with him today. He didn't buy a single piece of gear this year in 2018. So so he made it. I I am honestly I'm really shocked that just not not because it's impossible to go a year without buying photo gear but because it's Jim and yeah. he always 
goes goes after his whims whenever he's like i want to to try shooting with this thing he goes and does it right. and so it, it's that really does surprise me that he made it the entire year i was in the same camp as you jeff and i really i was i was convinced that he was going to last a few months at best <laughs> and break down and get something so well well done jim okay but i think he cheated and we'll talk about it in a little bit he, he, cheated, okay. he cheated on this one but but his next goal he, he had four of them that he set for himself and then we'll talk about ours too his next one, let's, let's listen to what he had to say. My second goal for this year is to focus a little bit less on landscape photography. All right. So he wanted to go into like time lapse and miniatures and, and explore some other areas of photography. And he did that too. He, yeah. Yeah. At the beginning of the year, he went out and, and uh, went with Felix Hernandez um, over at uh, HernandezDreamPhotography.com. We'll put a link in the show notes. And if you haven't checked out his work, I mean, we talked about it early on in this year in 2018. But if you haven't seen his work, you've got to go check that out. He has some incredible portraits of like little miniature cars and, and action figures. And it's just, it's amazing uh, stuff I'd really like to do. So Jim did successfully do that goal for part of the year. <laughs> I feel like that's, that's a little bit cheating though, because I he know. started doing that like right at the beginning he of the year. Did. So he's like, I'm going to do something else. And then just project was already planned and ready to go. So I'll give it to him. But I mean, it does feel a little cheap to me. I think so too. <laughs> All right, next goal for Jim. Um, another another thing I'd like to do this year is um, I'd like to shoot Maine. Um, I've been talking about this for years. I'd love to go shoot Maine, especially in the fall, but really any time of year. Uh, as, as I'm seeing submissions coming through for the Really Good Photo Spots app, uh, we're just kidding a flood of people using the really good photo spots app. It's so fun to see people actually using uh, that project since I spent so long creating it for it. It's a free iPhone app. If you, if you haven't checked it out, free iPhone app that just shows you the best places to go take photos anywhere around the world. So I, I am maybe a little bit of a control freak, but I like to be the one who goes in and approves or, or, uh, and star rates all of the new submissions. And it's just, I don't know. I just really enjoy seeing uh, the photos that everybody's making and, and places that they're going to take pictures. Uh, so, and, oh man, we just keep, I, every time a main spot comes through all the lighthouses on the coast and stuff, I just, uh, I've got to get there. So that, uh, that is definitely going to be somewhere that I would love to go, um, this year. All right. I checked with him. No main. <laughs> he, he did not make it to Maine at all. Uh, none. He, he said he really wished he would have. He still wants to. He still thinks that would be really, really fun to go and do. He'd love to go see some of those spots, and uh, but he didn't make it. So he did not make it on that goal. All right. One last goal from Jim, and uh, let's see what he does. Another one that um, is not uh, even improved photography related, but is a major goal for me this year um, is focusing on income school. So if if you've kind of followed me for, for a while, you know that in addition to improved photography, I uh, have quite a few other websites. I have a dirtbikeplanet.com is about dirt bikes and Camper Report is about RVs and uh, we have Cabin Freedom and uh, we, we have a, a bunch of different, b- different websites. And one that I have really uh, – 
seen the need to really focus on um, in the next year is called Income School. And I am putting out two YouTube videos a week on the Income School YouTube channel. Uh, and I'm just teaching people how to create an internet business on income school. Uh, it's, you know, sharing exactly what I've done with improved photography, how to start a blog and get people to your website and to monetize it. All right. So that one, he definitely did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just a tad. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jeez. I mean, if, if listeners don't know, that's what kind of, Jim decided to change directions pretty significantly in his career uh, earlier this year in 2018. So he he kind of... Uh essentially got out of doing photography, really. I mean, he still, I think he still likes it and he still would have fun doing it, but he's no longer really uh, all that involved with photography and is focusing a huge portion of his time on income school. So we wish him the best in that effort. Um, And I'm sad. I I invited him to come on this show because I thought he'd have fun with that. It'd be a good a good time to be able to to think back on the memories of, of last year and talk about the goals and stuff. And he's out with his family, so I he, he's not. I'm not gonna disrupt him out with his family. Of course, recording this, yeah. But uh, what a great yeah. guy. And and I I just want to put in an extra little plug there. This is not something that he asked us to do or anything like that but if you haven't checked out income school do yourself a favor and go and do that because i i I started watching income school or i guess listening to income school years ago when it was around this in fact i think that i might have found improved photography through no that's not true i found income through in school through that but it's a fantastic resource it's it's really focused a lot on um like online businesses and whatnot but there's a ton of really great information if you have any interest in owning a business of any sort or especially in your photography it's a great resource to learn more about business and business on the web so i i just want to put in a little plug there and say that like not only do we love jim but like his what he's focusing his attention on i think is a a great thing i think that he's doing a wonderful job over there and very much worth going to look at okay very good. All right. So let's let's talk about goals from 2018 for the rest of us. And I don't have audio yes. on this. We didn't record that last year. But we've, we've said it either on, on various podcast episodes through the year um, or just in talking with each other. So let, let's talk about what some of the goals were and how did we fare. Brent, let's start with you. Sure. For 2018, I wanted... And this is kind of like, you know, when is this not on my goal list? But I wanted to go somewhere awesome. And I thought I was going to be able to potentially make it to Northeast India, the far Northeast, the state of Meghalaya. That didn't go through so well. So I just ended up going to Hong Kong instead. So that was my first goal. Is just It was literally somewhere awesome. It was very generic. And since that didn't work out, I was like, well, I'm switching and I'll go to Hong Kong. So that was my, my first one. Okay. All right. My, my second one was to reduce my overload at my day job. Uh, I think most folks know I'm a professor of design and photography at a small private university in southeast Washington. And as such, there's a lot of other things that are, you know, when they say other things as required or whatever on that last little job description form or whatever you want to call it. Uh, thankfully, I'm no longer solely responsible for our school's only Macintosh lab on campus. And I am training someone, though, so my workload hasn't totally let up with that responsibility. But there is light at the end of the tunnel. I can actually release that and and be able to focus more on curriculum development and being sane. So that's nice. Oh, good. 
All right. So yeah. All right. So that and so so you done you done well there, but it's still kind of a goal for for uh, 2019 as well. Yeah. So the re- the replacement, if you want to call it that, the replacement person or the additional staff has been hired. We're just we're just getting them trained, and it's so wonderful because. You know, when I have other questions coming from across campus or wherever, I'm just like, well, what does so-and-so say? You know, because they're the ones in charge of that now, and we need to get them in on this loop. Oh, really? Yes. So it's it's nice because, you know, they don't pay me to be IT director for a lab, and that's what I've been doing for the last 10 and a half, 11 years. So it's nice to be able to have that release and be able to focus on what they actually pay me to do. So So that's good. Excellent. All right. And then and then finally one more. I wanted to get out more. Just, you know, whether it's around town, whether it's anywhere else across the world, I wanted to get out more. And I did accomplish that a little bit, but I didn't do enough. And 2019 is definitely looking more promising. It, some of it just comes from a little bit less stress at work because of the computer lab. And there's one other item actually I didn't mention, but I'll not get into those details, but just reducing the stress at work. And so that leaves me with more energy and more creative, uh, you know, ambition. And uh, that's definitely a good thing. Okay. All right. So you did, it sounds like you got progress on the goals. Progress is a good way to put it. (laughs) It's not, it's not like, you know, pull the lever, it's done, but progress, yes. Yeah, and I mean, that's kind of the reason we do this goal discussion. Um, it's a great time of year to reflect on what you've done with your photography, um, set yourself some goals, reviewing your images too. That's going to be the Photo Taco episode that's going to be coming out shortly. It's going to be on the annual top 10. I do it every year. It's a really good time to reflect, and, and it's a really powerful way to improve your photography too, to, to really get bat- better at it. Um, so Connor, what were your goals yes. for 2018? How'd you do? So, so the goals that I stated, uh, I know that we didn't do a podcast on the master photography feed, uh, but on the portrait session feed we did. And the goals that I stated, I really had two big ones that I had in mind. The first one was that I wanted to shoot at least two national commercial advertisements, kind of with the whole idea being that I was, I was wanting to take my business in the direction of being less retail and more business to business. Mm-hmm. As far as that goal goes, I will say, if I'm taking it completely literally, I was not successful. Um, I did not shoot two national commercial advertisements. I shot actually a handful of advertisements, but all of them were kind of local, regional um, campaigns. And even a, a bunch of stuff that was in the realm of what you would consider commercial photography. Um, but it, it was more like internal usage, like advertising towards employees in a large group rather than stuff that they were using out in the world. Mm-hmm. So... That I, I'm going to give myself some partial points on that. Uh, the one thing that I will definitely give myself credit for is that I have moved my business a lot in the direction of being more business to business oriented. So I do a lot of headshots, which at the time I was thinking about it, it was more that I, I have a lot of fun shooting product and things of that sort. Um, so I was like, oh, I want to do more of that. But looking at my business and being a little bit more analytical critical and saying okay i don't want to fully build a new portfolio i realized that maybe i was more (laughs) in a better place to start approaching businesses from the standpoint of doing um commercial headshots or you know um, professional headshots for those businesses so i actually um did gain two clients um i gained a lot of clients but i gained two clients that um were over 
five figure on, well, I guess not over five figure, but they were five figure jobs um, nice. throughout the year, which was kind of the big motivator for me to yeah. do this stuff that was more business related. And in that way, I would say that it's very much a success. My other goal was to increase the net income that I was making in my business over the past year by at least 25%. And I definitely achieved that. Oh, it, it wasn't too hard because my, my year last year, it was like, I was kind of letting it go on cruise control. I didn't push too much. And I did fine for myself in business last year. I, I made as much as I had at my day job the year before. Um, but I have, I have well over exceeded that 25% increase. Um, largely in part because I have focused more on businesses and that becomes easier to talk budgets and stuff. Um, so my plan has been working pretty well so far. Um, the last one that I don't think that I even stated on the podcast, but has kind of been a goal that I had intention to keep in mind was that, uh, I have a tendency to uh, overload myself with work and just not stop working. I, I work from the second my wife leaves for her job until we go to bed at night. Like we, we get home, we'll eat dinner and then we're like sitting on a couch and I'll work next to her. And I really wanted to force myself to not do that all the time. If, if there was an issue where I really needed to be pressed for time, I was okay with it, but I wanted to focus a lot of my attention and energy on having a life outside of just working in photography. And in that capacity, I feel like I've actually been very successful as well. I, I have been able to niche out an area of my life that is not just business and photography related. Um, I, I have a life now. I've actually started going to the gym, which um, <laughs> means that I'm taking time out of my day to not work and instead focus on like not being unhealthy. Um, so in that capacity, I would say I'm really successful. So overall, even though I don't think that I, I followed all of my goals to a T over the past year, I think that the spirit of the goals has been something that I actually have followed through with very well. And I'm feeling pretty accomplished with my year. Good, good. Okay. We're going to go for new goals in just a second, but first let me, uh, let me tell you what mine were. And I, I'm not sure, I think I've said it maybe in one of my podcasts on photo taco, but I kind of had, as I was thinking about it, and and it's probably not why it wasn't a great goal per se because there was no statement of it anywhere. So that's kind of an important factor. People need to know you need to be accountable for your goals so you'll work on it. Yeah. Them. So that that's totally. why I'm I'm kind of excited about this episode. But I had uh, I had three of them that I thought of through the year. The first was I want to imp improve my flash photography. So I wanted to make it so that flash photography was something I didn't. I didn't have to really think about it anymore. Like like exposure settings on the camera and using the camera to, to capture photos, create photos. Uh, I wanted to have flash be that way. And it, it really wasn't at the beginning of the year. I had done some flash. I had enough where I knew how to make it work. But it was like huge amounts of trial and error and on shoots and, and trying to get it right. And then on, in post going, yeah, I still didn't quite get it there. Uh, you know, I wanted to strive for I wanted to strive for Connor Hibbs flash photography. <laughs> that's, that's what I wanted. And um, and to make it so that I didn't have to do as much in post and um, yeah, and, and balance out the backgrounds because I, I do portrait work my my paid clients work is all uh, like outdoor family portraits is primarily what i do and uh the the backgrounds they're usually way brighter than than the people the models in the in the photo the families 
And uh, so adding flash can help there. And I wanted to do a better job. I, was, I had lots of portraits I've taken where the backgrounds were just, you know, pretty much washed out. They, there wasn't a whole lot there in order to get the skin and the people to be properly exposed. The backgrounds didn't, and, and they, they weren't the emphasis, so it wasn't a, that big a deal, but I wanted to get it better. And so I, yeah. I worked on that through the air and, and I, I got quite a few where it worked out really, really well. I, I made some very good progress on being able to figure out how to do this. And, um, and it was fun. I, I really enjoyed it. And I, but I still have some work to do. I'm not done there. Um, we'll talk about in a second about my, my goals for 2019, but I still strive for the Connor Hibbs proficiency with flash. <laughs> All right. My second one. Um, I thought I wanted to increase my Instagram presence. Uh, we had, I had a photo taco episode in 2017 that led to my goal for 2018 with my friend Josh Packer. You can go listen to that. It's Instagram like a pro that's over on phototacopodcast.com. And I'll put a link in the show notes. But um, I even created a brand new Instagram account that I was planning to like do it just like Josh said you should. He He has a massive, massive following on Instagram. And it's led to huge volumes of print orders of his landscapes. And, um, and it's really like, he's, he's an accountant by day, but he does so much on Instagram that it's providing a very nice supplemental income for him. And, uh, and he's doing pretty well with it. So I thought, well, that would be fun. I'd love to sell a bunch of prints of some of the landscapes I've taken and, and, uh, try this out with Instagram and make some good podcast episodes too, to, to talk through it. And I didn't really do anything with it. <laughs> I, I, uh, I just, I kind of decided that's not really what I want to do. I, I don't care about selling a bunch of landscape photos. Um, yeah. It's not my emphasis. It's not my, my thing. I, I like doing the family portraits. I like taking landscapes and I like printing them and, and using them myself. But the whole thing of like facilitating orders and I don't know, I'm, that can be kind of automated with my Zenfolio account. Anyway, I just decided not right now. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I will revisit it again someday, but I did set that as a goal. And through the year, I just decided, yeah, I don't think this is worth what I thought it might at the time. So yeah, I kind of set it aside. All right. My last one was multi-season scene. I don't remember where, I think it was on an improved photography episode way back, um, where I talked about wanting to do this. I, I saw someone, they created a photo where they had one scene that they took across i think all four seasons of the year and it was just so cool the effect that that was so you could see all the different seasons and it was blended super well it just it was such a neat photo and i thought the yeah. challenge of setting that up that would teach me a lot uh, I'd have a lot of fun doing it. And so I, I had plans to do that. I, I even found like where a tree, there was a tree near my house um, out there, this big, massive tree with the nice ma- uh, Utah mountains behind it. And, and I thought, oh, this will be perfect. I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do. So I went out and I did go in like the early spring or sorry, late spring, early summer kind of time frame. And I, I shot the tree and I got, I was like, okay, I got my spring shot and um and then it wasn't very long after that the housing development kind of took off around that area it's no longer no. <laughs> it's no longer a shot worth having 
(laughs) (laughs) So that fell apart too. I I didn't really like that's something where you have to be able to have all four seasons and I got to go find, I guess, another spot a little further away from housing (laughs) development so that, uh, so that I don't get impacted by that, but I still want to do that. And that's, that's actually going to be something in 2019. I want to do, let's go to that. Let's go to the goals. Now let's just start with Brent again. Then we'll go to Connor. What are your goals for 2019 Brent? All right. So for 2019, this one, a lot of probably just going to laugh at it, but I'm going to finally shoot with back button focus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, I, I yes. even predicted the laugh. And there we go. <laughs> I've never really seen quote the need for it, but I, I've, I've known there's benefits and I, I hear it and I understand it. It's just not been something I'm, I'm becoming one of those old dogs. You can't teach an old dog new tricks kind of a thing. Uh, at least I start to feel that way sometimes. And so uh, I'm going to just say, you know what, if there's ever going to be a New Year's resolution for myself, which I have a habit of not doing anything like that just because I think they're kind of silly, but this is going to be it. I'm going to start January 1, if not before then, and I'm going to shift my camera to back button focus for at least three months, and I'm going to give it a try. And if I can't you know, get into it by then, and if I want to switch back, then fine. At least I gave it a try, and... We'll see if it's for me or not. That's all. <laughs> Dude, you, there's there's not going to be. My prediction, yes, I'm going to jump way ahead. My thing. prediction is that you are not going back from back button focus. That's right. Excellent. Let's, you know, and we can probably, you know, not have to wait until this time next year. We can probably look at it maybe even in a month from now and say, <laughs> yeah. so how's it going? Uh, depending on how many times I can get out and shoot. I actually am going to shoot next week with Levi Sim, and I might even change it for that because yeah. why not? Yeah, why yeah, not? yeah. So, yeah. Okay. And you know, the, for, for anyone who's listening and doesn't know what that is, I do have a photo talk episode about back button focus, what it is, why you'd want to do it. So if you want to check that out, I'll put a link in the show notes about it. But yeah, Brent, you're going to be a convert. I, I promise. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we'll see if I'm going to be a convert on this next one. I'm going to finally give mobile editing a serious go. And I'm also looking not just photography. I'm thinking about a little bit of lightweight work maybe in Photoshop, uh, maybe some heavyweight work. I don't know. We'll see how easy it is to transfer those files back and forth. Adobe has uh, announced a full version of Photoshop for the iPad, and I just picked up an iPad Pro 2, and it's really quite nice. I can't believe it. Um, I'll be getting the pencil here shortly when I can go to an Apple store. Next week I'll be able to go to an Apple store and pick up a pencil and I'm going to use it for sketching and other design things here at work, but then, of course, my photography. And it's great, too, because Adobe is finally treating us education customers like everyone else. I should say us education enterprise customers, not just education <laughs> customers. But since we've had this enterprise account for education, they've always not allowed us to get on the, uh, the mobile apps. And there's a few other apps in Creative Cloud we've not been able to get. Uh, they finally announced in the last couple of months that's changing. They're finally rolling that out. And hallelujah, I'm able to have access to everything that y'all have access to. And I decided I'm going to give mobile editing a good try. We'll just I have no prediction as to whether or not I will like it. I'm just going to give it a good try. It's kind of like my opinion on the back button focus. I don't know if I'll like it, but I'm going to give it a try. All right. I feel less certain about <laughs> that one. <laughs> I, you're I. probably... In the back of my mind, I think you're totally right because it does require such a huge change to my workflow and yeah. I'm not going to be able to expand whatever storage I have in the Adobe Cloud. I'm not going to be able to go crazy with that, nor would I want to if I were paying for it for myself. 
so yeah, there will be limitations as to what my experience specifically will be simply because of that storage limitation. Uh, so yeah, we'll just have to see how that goes. If they could come up with a way to uh, have me plug in the iPad to the computer and be able to go that route, or if I could plug in my external hard drive, because I keep my catalog actually yeah. on an external hard drive. If I could just mm. plug that in and use that for for the Lightroom access, if you know, if that were to be a thing, boy, howdy, that would be pretty awesome. That but would be certainly. That's I, I don't see that on the radar for no. Adobe just yet. Nope. But no, that I feel like that would be a nice feature that they add. But I, I think that especially for them only just now starting to get into wanting to release a full version for an iPad. Yeah. I, I think that that's still a ways down, down the line, but yeah. I, I, the thinking there makes sense to me or, or even being able to, you know, have, have a drive act as maybe a somewhat network attached storage or something like sure. that, where you have it connected to your computer and you're able to access the files there. Something like that would be amazing that if they eventually be. got to that point. Yeah. Um, and I would, I would start seriously considering it. I am very interested to hear how that works out for you though me too yeah it, it'll take i'm sure it'll take a little while because there's so many things to look at you know i've already downloaded a couple i've done the lightroom cc but uh, yeah then i've got the i think it's the on one photo uh i downloaded to see what that one's like and then there's a few others i'm gonna go ahead and buy some of these apps too i'm, I'm not afraid to spend a few dollars on it it's just i want to explore my options i, I really want to see if it makes sense for me to take this barely over a pound iPad instead of my three pound computer when I go traveling somewhere, that could be really cool. Yeah. I'm yeah. always interested in decreasing my kit if that makes sense. And so this might turn out to make sense for me and yeah, we'll just see what it is. Well, let's, let's do an episode like in February to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Talk about that. I'm, I'm, yeah. February, I'm interested that's too, in a follow That's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, it'll give you a, a month to play around with things and tell us, oh. okay, we, whatever. We'll work out I got out so when. much going on. We'll work out when. Okay, what else, anything else, Brent? <laughs> yes, the next thing I have so much going on, as I said, um, literally today, about three hours ago from when we're recording here now, I just finished the major recording of my print course. So all the videos, I have like 33 gigs of video now that I need to go through and edit. And that's the, oh, I got so much stuff to work on. <laughs> I still have yet, I just bought a Canon printer. And so I'm going to record everything else that's specific to printing. I have it with Epson. Now I'm going to have it with Canon. So it's, you know, extra value to people and the like. So I still plan on rolling that out. We'll see if I can hit my target date of I'm going to take April 2 just so it's not jinxed with an April Fool's joke kind of idea. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and it's just one of those things. I love teaching. You know, if many listeners will remember I had this uh, lens company where I rented gear out, did that for four years, and I really enjoyed that. I would even say I loved doing that. But the core of what I'm about is my teaching for sure. And if I can just, you know, have more opportunities to do that, and if I can stretch this out beyond the university, that's my goal. And I'm just, it, it just thrills me to my core to be able to do something like that. So that is my, my next phase of, is the editing of that. And so that's my goal. All right. Very good. Okay. So th there's your goals. I'm, I'm going to be a guinea pig on that course too. It'll be good. I just printed out yeah. my, my first prints for a client. So... Sweet. No, and, and sweet. It went well. Yeah. 
<laughs> so that's good. All right, Connor, what, what goal do you have? Um, so, so I have a few different goals. Um, the first one being business related and it is to kind of just stay the course in the way that I have it. It's, it's not a a big goal where I'm going to feel like, man, I crossed this finish line and I achieved this thing. It's just, I feel like where I am with my business, I'm on a, a route that seems to be doing well. So I want to just kind of continue that and, um, keep the momentum that I have seemed to have built, um, in my business yeah, over the past couple of years. Business is kind of like being on an escalator. If you're not always working yeah. to go up, you're going to end up going down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is that how escalators work? <laughs> no. But but yeah, it, it is it is very true. You constantly have to be putting in work and sometimes staying steady and even is the biggest marker of all that work that you're putting in there. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I'm hoping to. I, it's, I don't want to, it's, I don't want to think about it as like treading water. It's just that I like the way that my business is running right now and I want to just help maintain it going in that fashion. As a part of that, I want to add a bit of, I, I do want some growth to come into this. I want to add at least two additional businesses um, for which I do headshots um, that have at least a hundred staff members or more. Um, So those are some of those bigger clients that I was talking about earlier this year. Having clients like that makes it much easier for me to um, sustain myself throughout the year and not have to just hop from small job to small job. And I think a part of that goal is just in, I would like to create more free time to be able to, to be creative and have fun with photography again because the last creative shoot that I did uh, well this is not true because I actually shot something yesterday creative for the first time in a very 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 long time but before that the last creative shoot that I did was in March Wow, I think March or April and it has just been killing me like I've had bits and pieces where I was able to collect parts of like composite work that I want to do I had an awesome trip where I was able to film some video of me getting background plates that I'm eventually going to composite and then make into a course Um, but I haven't really had the time to dedicate towards the art and passion I have for photography this last year because my business has been um, steady and good. So I'd like to find some more clients that allow me a little bit more free time to be able to do those fun, creative things and focus my attention back on the education side because I, I really love teaching other people photography and I love doing this podcast. And, and sometimes it just feels like I can't focus my attention there because you know what, my the, the money is coming in with the other paying gigs. So I want to find ways that I can actually um, focus more of my attention and energy on teaching. So uh, as a part of that, I'm actually going to set a goal right now of putting out at least one, if not two educational courses throughout the year. Um, I'm not planning on doing a bunch of workshops like I have in previous years. I have one workshop this entire year, and that's one that I'm teaching with Erica Kay, which I'm so excited about. It's at the create photography retreat in Vegas. Um, and and she and I are doing an, an all-day portrait photography, gigantic, awesome. Um, we're we're going to be covering a ton of stuff in that. But that's going to be the one in-person workshop that I do. And otherwise, I am just going to be focusing on creating content for anybody that wants to access it to be able to access. And if they want to sign up for that workshop, Connor, how do they do that? 
Um, how do they do that? They go, <laughs> go to, to create photography retreat. retreat.com and there's a, there's dot a com. There. you will see, you will see the information there. Yeah. We've, we've sold about half of the seats that we have available. So if you're interested in that, you should probably hop on it sooner rather than That's later. Right. That's right. Um, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a portrait shooter, but just your description of two of you <laughs> together and all that. I'm just like, man. That would be awesome. It <laughs> I would be. Sign yes. up myself. I would be so there. far. I would be there, but oh. I'm also doing a pre-retreat workshop. So um. <laughs> you would be welcome there too. But yeah, so so far in the conversations that she and I have had, uh, all of the work that we've been putting in, we have some sections that are completely nailed down, and we're still trying to like whittle down how can we fit everything we want to fit into a single day yes. because there's just so many things that we want to be able to hit on. But it's going to be a bit of a it's. Well, I think that we're even calling it a master portrait session course um, because cool. we are really going to be going in depth. And I am just I, I've never been more excited to teach a workshop with somebody in my life. It's going to be really awesome. Super cool. All right. For my goals, uh, they're really going to be the same of what I had last year because I made progress, but I, I want more progress. Um, yeah. So the improved flash photography, I wish I could go to that workshop, Connor, because that would, I'm sure, <laughs> nail down how my my flash skills are. Um, but, I, I, you know, I'm making progress. I'm getting better. I, I have these new uh, Godox 8200 lights. And that's oh, I'm so that's jealous. a dog, like not not eighty, like the number eighty, but a dog, ad two hundred lights, and yeah, they are cool. They are really really cool. They um, I used them once so far in a shoot. I did it with my the high school basketball team, uh, where I'm I'm gonna do composites. I'm cutting them out, put them in like game day ads and stuff. I have so much fun doing that. And man, they they did such an awesome job of just lighting up the background. Background. I'm using white screens as the the background and it just yeah. totally blew them out which is exactly what i need so i can i can extract the athletes out of the the picture and put them wherever i want and it's it's great i loved it so i need more experience with those i needed some more i got to get some different light modifiers now because they're bowen's mounts and uh, you got you know some stuff i have to work on so it's going to be fun that's going to be a goal is is improving my flash stand and really leveraging those those 80 200 lights from godox um i'm not going to worry about the instagram presence <laughs> that goal i decided <laughs> it is not worth it to me um it may very well be worth it to other people other listeners and if if you really think you want to improve your business and maybe try to sell some landscape prints if that's your thing then go listen to that up that podcast episode because josh gives you kind of the formula about how to have a very successful instagram account that absolutely leads to sales and uh, i i think i'm going to add that to mine because to to my goals because i i had i actually had that for 2018 i forgot about it until you mentioned it and I've done a little bit there, but holy cow, not enough. And now that I have a nice iPhone, yeah, let's go crazy with it. And it, it, it and takes some work. It, and that's that's really kind of where I decided was the, the effort it takes to make that work wasn't yeah. the reward from it wasn't enough for me, for what I'm sure. doing personally. But yeah. boy, I think if, if landscape's your stuff, if that's what you're doing and you're going to be shooting it and you want to sell it and ha- it's hard, so hard with such a saturated market to sell your landscape photography, then this might be a thing to try out and, yeah. and make a goal for yourself for next year. So, all right. So I'm not going to do that one, but I am, I, I'm going to renew my goal for the multi-season scene. I really want to get that to, to work. I just have to find where I'm going to do that. And I got to get out there a little bit and, and take some shots. So I really want to make that happen. And that'll be one of my goals for this next year. 
Awesome. All right. We talked about our goals, and now we're going to talk about some of the predictions. We're going to review the 28 predictions first, the 2018 predictions, um, see how we did, and then we're going to talk about our 2019 predictions. But first, we need to thank our sponsors for this episode. We all know as photographers, if you've spent any time trying to get clients and build your business, we all know how competitive the marketplace is for photographers in particular. We are small business owners. We have a lot of problems with small business issues and things we have to deal with. And that's why we need every tool we can to help us to succeed and make our service stand out. Something that other people are going to pick up on and they're going to choose us over others. All the other options that they have in our markets so that we can be the photographer for the the clients that we're looking for. And that's why we've partnered with a a new sponsor to the show, HoneyBook.com. HoneyBook can help you to spend less time handling the administrative work and more time doing what you love, getting behind the camera, setting up the lighting, all of the things that, that you need to do to make your business really, really successful. HoneyBook offers an all-in-one business management platform for creatives and small businesses. They make it super easy to streamline your process with client and calendar management tools, plus all of the accounting sorts of things you need, like e-signatures, invoices. It helps you get paid faster. It's a combination of a lot of different products that you may have used in the past all in one spot. Over 75,000 photographers, designers, and event professionals, along with solo entrepreneurs, have saved hundreds, if not thousands of hours with HoneyBook. That's why we partnered with HoneyBook.com to offer master photography podcast listeners 50% off their first year of HoneyBook when you use promo code IMPROVE. So go get started at HoneyBook.com today. Use promo code IMPROVE and get 50% off that first year. Again, that's HoneyBook.com, promo code IMPROVE. All right. I have queued up the audio from last year so we can hear from our own mouths <laughs> oh my what the predictions were and uh, and we're going to go through that so the first one we're going to start off with is one from brent my first prediction i want to talk about is also a little bit of a, a, a maybe a lost hope and that is that the create photography retreat will be in maui next year <laughs> All right. That wasn't right. <laughs> it didn't go to Maui. And, and what he's talking about was when we announced the retreat, which that prediction came just before the 2018 retreat. Um, when they announced the location of the 2019 retreat, it's hard to get all these years and everything. It's, it's tough to keep it all straight. He was hoping that the location announced in, for the 2019 retreat would be Maui. And yes, it's not. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it is going to be awesome. Even though it's not yes. in Maui, it's in Las Vegas, yes. <laughs> which makes it way more A lot accessible. easier to get there. Yeah. If it was it in is. Maui, Brent, I love the retreat, but I doubt I'd be able to go. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yep, that one wasn't quite right. All right, next one was from Jim. And uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to the A6600. And my hope is with this one that they have a f- selfie mode flippy LCD screen. All right. So, so he predicted the A6600 would be released with a fully articulating screen so it can like, you know, come swivel out from behind, be flipped around and make so you can use it in a selfie mode. 
not only did they not have a fully articulated screen, there was no A6600 released. So, yeah, total total miss on, on that one. All <laughs> right, let's go to the next one, uh, one of mine. All right, <clears throat> my first one, uh, I think Canon's going to talk about maybe leak specs on a new 7D Mark III, an update to my 7D Mark II that I love so much, but they're not going to release it in 2018. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so I was close, right? I get partial yeah. points. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's been rumors about it, but they haven't released it. They haven't announced it yet. So right, right. Um, yeah, they didn't. There were no announcements, really formal announcements from Canon in 2018. I probably just barely missed though, because there's rumors that are really strong right now as we record. I've been reading a whole bunch about. That early in 2019, the release will be there. Ah, so I wish the announcement had come out in 2018 so I could get well, we, full points. We've got about a week left. Uh, so <laughs> maybe, maybe there's still hope. Yeah, right after Christmas, they're yep. going to announce it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's listen to the next one. Is the Mac Pro, this is uh, Apple's. Uh, yeah, supposed to be modular, uh, professional desktop. I think the price is going to start at six thousand five hundred dollars uh, because the iMac Pro, the all-in-one, uh, started at five thousand dollars. And I just think if they uh, are going to let people upgrade their own RAM and stuff, they're going to charge a premium for that sucker. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, nope, no Mac Pro in twenty eighteen. It's supposed to be in twenty nineteen. <laughs> And I'm guessing 6,500 is low now. <laughs> yeah, Probably with, with what uh, with the prices that have come out on the the Apple products in 2018. Yeah, there's no way that's going to start at 6,500. It's going to be even more than that. So we'll have to see see how that is. I'm not making it an official prediction, just so that it doesn't end up in the prediction next year. But <laughs> <laughs> save ourselves, yes. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. We'll see if it even even ends up being modular. That's just a guess from people. Everyone would love to have the Mac Pro, the refresh that's. So supposed to come in 2019 be a modular mac meaning that you could like replace the memory and put in a video card and and do some work on it or or change some of the pieces yourself i just don't think that's apple's game anymore i don't think they're gonna do that ever again it really isn't that's the thing that seemed uh, i was the most incredulous about was the Mm -hmm. modular portion i'm like they they don't care about people being able to do that anymore they want to just have everything soldered in and good luck you got to spend a ton of money in order to get what you need right okay let's hear one from brent so my yeah. next one, I would love for a bag manufacturer to finally produce the perfect bag for me, and that is it'll hold <laughs> my 5D4 with three lenses, my computer. It'll fit under the seat in front of me on an airplane, or at least a regular size airplane. It'll have a shoulder strap and backpack straps, a bottle holder, and a tripod holder. Well, nothing too big on that list there, Brent. Jeez. No. <laughs> but you know what? I've basically given up. <laughs> <laughs> that's just yeah i don't know why it's so hard for you know peak design has come out with a pretty cool one but still just a little bit shy and uh, of what we're looking for and it's just yeah I've, I, i'll still look for the right bag for me but yeah it's yeah I, i've given up <laughs> your list is, is a big list that's oh man that's a lot to expect out of a bag 5d mark three and, and, and three lenses wow yeah, just there. Just you have five D Mark Mark IV, three lenses, 
and fits underneath the seat yeah. of a plane no, already. You're like, mm, that's that's about I, all the space you're gonna get. I've got a bag that does it. I just don't have uh, the tripod the and water bottle and... holder. I actually have the straps. It's an Eagle Creek bag. Oh, and it's it's brilliant. It just doesn't have the tripod and the uh, the water bottle holder. But you know, I need those too for it to be a fully perfect, perfect bag. But all right, that's Bungie why cords. Say, yeah, it's it's that's that could work. All right, here's here's another one. Canon and Nikon release full frame mirrorless bodies, but they both require adapters to use their native mounts, the F and F mounts. Boom! Got it. You just rubbed that in. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> you got one. We didn't. Yeah, yeah I'm the first yeah. one to get one right. This is so hard. All of these predictions. You like to make it a worthwhile prediction. You got to put yourself out there on the ledge, and it mostly goes yeah. wrong. <laughs> Which is okay. Or, or keep everything really vague, but that was not a really vague no. guess, so nope. that was definitely a good call. Yep. So Nikon and Canon both did indeed. We we kind of knew that was coming. That wasn't the bold prediction yeah. part. But I really, everyone was hoping that they would st- they'd keep the lens mounts, but it, what they didn't realize was that would be bad. You wouldn't want them to keep the same lens mounts because the advantages of mirrorless you wouldn't take advantage of them if it was the same lens mount. Yeah. The physics mean it had to be, and so I cheated. <laughs> I, I knew that ahead of time. I knew that if they were going to do a mirrorless camera and um, didn't do a lens mount, that the physics were against them and, and they had to have another lens mount. So, In what way is that cheating? That's you using your brain. <laughs> and if you can use your brain to make a prediction, that's just making a good prediction. You won that one right on Excellent. Out. Points for me. All right. Next one. Uh, my next is that this is the year that Adobe's market share begins to crumble. Hmm. So <laughs> tell me how you guys would evaluate that. Um, I mean, I think that this is talking about Lightroom and Photoshop. The thing is, I I don't think that anyone else is quite there as far as being fully competitive with Adobe products right. um, across the board. I think that there are, are programs that are out there that are that can come close or can do similar things slightly differently. But I, I think even with their problems, a lot of people are going to stick with Adobe for a long time. Yeah, and. With the Capture One coming out with version 12 and they have the ability to have uh, plugins developed for them, that's a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So there has been a lot in, with Luminar as well. There's been such a huge move in the right direction. It's just for Adobe to start losing market share, maybe I would make a prediction for 2020 for that to happen. But I don't even see that happening in 2019 just yet. Yeah. I, I think it's there. But... It's, it's, it's not it's, happening yet. Okay, so exactly, it seems like it's coming around the bend. But I, I just I think that that his prediction of it being over this n- next year, with where they were sitting last year, or even where they're sitting now, I think that it, that's just a little bit too short of a timeline. But I think that realistically, it doesn't seem like they're making huge steps to try and improve um, their view in in the eyes of many of us photographers no, the, and as such i think they are eventually yep. going to lose out the subscription numbers only went up for adobe there wasn't yeah. Yeah. A, you know mass exodus now there are some mainstream well-known photographers that have switched lots of them have connor you did last yeah. year right where was it two years ago <laughs> 
Um, that eh, was it last. Yeah, it was last year. Yeah, in 2017, you switched. You have some others. I, I, there's a lot of notable people that there's some that are have even gone and they've, they've like partnered with Skyloom on their Luminar stuff now. And so there is momentum. There's some some important right. influential people who are who have jump shipped or are supporting other platforms. But it's just in general, it's Adobe's doing quite well. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's no issue there. But I had kind of an add-on to this. So listen to this. Uh, my prediction part of that is it's going to be very good. The digital asset management is going to be a good product offering. But there's going to be major challenges to converting a Lightroom catalog. And it's, it's going to be the reason people still stay with Lightroom. I was specifically talking about Luminar there. But uh, with others too, and and that still remains kind of a weakness, and why it is I think this has got such a stranglehold on photographers. They've spent so long building out their their catalogs that if you can't convert the catalog, they they're just like, oh man, I'd have to start over. Yeah, what's the <laughs> on use? Everything? No, I can't do that. <laughs> and I totally understand <laughs> why that is. Was that tough, Connor? Was that kind of how you had to do it? Honestly, no. The the one thing that kind of uh, stunk the first time I was transferring everything over was that when I was using Lightroom, I was using um, flags to signify which photos were pics and which ones were rejects. And Capture One doesn't have a system like that. So I imported everything, realized, oh, like only my stars transferred. None of the other stuff did. But in that instance, I didn't really keep anything that was... um, I, I didn't use one star in Lightroom, so all I did was go through um, and mark everything that was a reject with one star, and then I pretty much had a, a an easy enough transfer over. Otherwise, um, I, I, I don't go back into my catalog too, too much, so I was still able to access it, but for, for how much I just constantly tend to move forward, there was really only a couple of months um, in which I was needing to go back like there's only a couple of months worth of data that I was having to go back to and still maybe do re-exports on stuff as clients were saying, sure. Hey, can I get this in a different crop and stuff? So it really wasn't that bad for me. Um, I, I maintained, I still have my Lightroom catalog, um, but I, I, I don't use it. And the, yeah, I didn't find it terribly inconvenient, but I could see how it would be right, for right. the right kind of photographer for sure. Okay. Let's move to the next one. Neither Lightroom nor Photoshop will see any significant updates at all. All right. So, what do you guys think? Well, Connor, you don't use much of the Adobe products anymore, right? So, I, I use Photoshop use all the Photoshop. time. The, the, the thing is, like, I'm still an Adobe subscriber for sure. I just don't like Lightroom. <laughs> okay. So, right. I still pay for it. I just don't use the thing. Okay. So, do you think, were there any, would you, is Jim right there? Were there any major features? Uh, nothing that I was impressed with. Nothing I would call major. What do you think, Brent? I would call them maybe a medium amount of features. <laughs> they definitely weren't just tiptoeing, but yeah. they they brought in some good some some good items. That the challenge that I'm having right now is literally thinking, what are they? Because <laughs> um, I use Photoshop uh, kind of like someone rides a a roller coaster. You know, where you go up and you have your ups and downs. Because this last quarter, I didn't have a Photoshop class. So I've been out of the Photoshop scene for so long. Uh, I've been into Illustrator, InDesign, and uh, basic design stuff this last quarter. And then summer was summer. So uh, it's been a while, and I just actually haven't kept up with it. And so 
this next quarter, I'm going to start diving deep because I have a another one, uh, it, digital imaging class, intermediate digital imaging. So I'll be definitely diving all throughout everything that Adobe's done. But one, at one this point, thing no, <laughs> I haven't looked at it. One thing that I think that Adobe really has... It seems noticeable to me, but maybe it's just a placebo effect. But it seems to me that their content aware um, tools are are getting much stronger. Yeah, they're they're sure. becoming much better at at actually predicting well what they're what you're trying to have them do with like content aware fills and things of that sort. So in that instance, I mean, I wouldn't call that a major upgrade. Right. I wouldn't call that life changing at all. But I would say that there really is an improvement there, and that kind of technology is something that I I more please. I just as much of that as you can give me because <laughs> it makes my life so much faster. It makes right. editing faster and easier, yeah. and and I really appreciate that kind of stuff. So in that way, I'll give them some credit. Um, as uh, yeah, yeah, I, I do think I think the subscription, especially the photographer's plan, ten bucks a month. There's value there. There's value yeah. in the software. They're adding to the software. Sure, there's not mind blowing, market changing features coming out, but those are rare. Right. Those are those are going to be yeah. tough things to have happen. But there's been steady kind of incremental improvement, which is the whole hope you have with a subscription model. You hope that they're going to have steady incremental improvement. I like the the range masking in Lightroom. Connor, you don't know what that is, but that's fine. Nope. Um, it's good stuff. It kind of helps you to do some uh, masking with luminosity and color and stuff like that so that it'll analyze the photo for you and just give you masks for that for that's you. that's pretty cool it's very cool it's a kind of a yeah. minor feature it's it's very cool i've used it a ton in my own photography and yeah. it's, it's been fun photoshop they released a brand new content aware workspace now and you can educate the content aware feel on what areas of the photo you want it to use in the content aware feel and where you want it to ignore so that it won't pull like you know the skin or the cow's face or whatever stuff you don't want it to consider in the content aware fill, and uh, and that's really powerful. So there, there's incremental things. There's probably listeners right now who are like screaming at the podcast saying, "Hey, you forgot about you know this <laughs> what thing. About this? The, the, this was so important to me. I needed that, yeah. and they finally added it, and 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 now it's awesome." And and there's going to be little things. People, there are people who have different needs, different things that they want to have. But nothing market changing. I think that's what Jim was trying to say here was, yeah. yeah, there's little things. It's okay. There's value in the subscription still, but nothing like really huge. And and I think he was right on that. All right, let's go to the next one. Yeah. So I predict in Zion National Park, iPhone photography workshops are going to have a huge <laughs> boom of interest. And he went oh, on to that's say... That's so funny. <laughs> he went on to say it was because of the laws that they were considering. Late in 2017, they were considering banning of all tripods in the park. Just, you can't yeah. bring a tripod into the park. And they kind of realized, well, there was a bunch of backlash. So, so they changed their tune, and you could bring them in the park. You just weren't supposed to bring them on the trail. And how are they going to enforce that? Who knows? Um, uh, so, anyway. Well, it is... It started out too. There was a, a limitation just on groups, so yeah, right. uh, the group people couldn't have the tripods because basically they would be con- congregating and they would, you know, crowd the trail in this certain location. Uh, but even still, certainly this just hasn't. It fell flat, you know. Dumb prediction or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, maybe I wasn't using my mind on that one. I don't know, but eh, 
whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, hey, it's a prediction. We, we're yeah. getting most of them are wrong on this. That's just how it is. That's part of the game. <laughs> yeah. It's why we have fun with it. It's it's loads of fun though. All right, let's do the next one. All right, I'm predicting the first uh, DSLR mirrorless camera. I don't know how to say this, but I mean a, a stills-oriented camera that comes with raw video. I don't mm. know enough to say if that happened. Do you guys? Well, Blackmagic <sighs> has a raw video camera, but it's not. I would I wouldn't characterize it as being stills-oriented, but it's Micro Four Thirds mount. But that's that's the thing that that one is kind of hard to say because it's like realistically cameras are kind of developed to be more for video shooters yeah. or more for yeah. still photographers. Right. Right. And yeah, the, like there are definitely DSLR type like micro four thirds cameras like a lot of Panasonic cameras are, are fantastic for this. Like the, the Lumix line. I think a lot of the newer ones all shoot. It, it's not raw; it's log, which is raw video. Um, and like you can you can shoot in C log on those. They're not C log, but you can shoot log on those cameras and still take really high quality stills. But a lot of the features are also kind of developed specifically for video shooters, and it wouldn't necessarily make the best still camera if that was the thing that you were looking for. If you were it, that's that's where I get caught up with this prediction is it's just like well yes and no I think that there are those out there it's just a matter of realistically there's no one trying to target somebody who's interested in shooting high quality raw video footage and also stills yeah I knew that they had the iLog and the, the some of those formats that's been around for a bit though so I'm not sure that that counts I don't think that's what Jim was talking about here but I yeah. so I don't think any of the traditional still camera manufacturers that we all think of the canon nikon sony fuji panasonic all those uh i don't think any of them released any cameras that do something different than that that's more raw but i don't i don't do video enough to really speak to it i almost pulled this one just because i was like i don't know i don't know if that (laughs) one's right or not i don't think it is i think i don't think it came true but i don't know for sure all right here's the last one Apple releases a new iPhone X. I'm not going to try to pretend I can predict what the name will be. That's just been craziness. But (laughs) the new iPhone 10, whatever that's going to be in 2018, what it's going to be called, uh, they're going to take the same technology they're using kind of on the front part of the phone to do the face ID and map your face. And they're going to add that to the back so that you can take photos of portrait people and auto replace the background with something else, with something more pretty than wherever you're at. Nope. <laughs> well, it's still a cool idea. <laughs> I'm going to give myself partial credit because this is something that Lightroom CC Mobile will do. If you have an iPhone 10, 10s, 10R, you can uh, use the the face mapping, and in Lightroom CC, it will create a mask automatically from that data so that you can get just the person. Wow. Yeah. So that's good. so that's pretty cool. It's another little cool feature that was in, in put in Lightroom CC. I've never used it. I don't know how good or bad it is. I just know it was a feature that was released not very long ago. Um, so I kind of get points, I think, for that, but it wasn't from Apple. They didn't do it. So let's move on to our predictions and wrap the show up here. We're not going to have as many predictions to talk about next year, I think. So that's good. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to start things off. I think 
that Adobe is going to utilize artificial intelligence and that's going, they're going to provide a single button click in Photoshop where you don't have to do anything else. You're just like, after you're happy with the photo you've got, you can hit that button and it will send your raw photo up to the cloud. Now, it has to be done in the cloud. It's not going to be done on the computer. And then they will extract the person, the, the subject out of the photo and send back down a new layer for your photo that has the mask, layer mask applied that extracts the person from the background. Auto background eraser kind of thing. But, um, there, or like auto masking? Yeah, like, yeah. Are, are you saying, okay, yeah, one so click it's going to automatically do a mask. Now it's going to take some time because you got to send the raw file up. You got the, the computers have to process it and send it back down. But, um, they're, I think they're going to buy some company. There's been some pretty significant improvements in kind of yeah. auto detecting backgrounds here in 2018. I think they're going to buy a company that has some seriously good tech for that. And then they're going to incorporate it. And that's going to be like a huge value add to the subscription model. Only when you have a creative cloud subscription, will that button work? So that's, that's that my first huge. One. I think that's going to happen in 2019. We'll see. Yes. <laughs> I hope you're right. All right. <laughs> Um, I'll just go through all of mine first. Let's do that and just keep them in order here. It'll be a little easier to track. Next one, I think, well, I know, or okay, I guess I shouldn't say I know. The rumors are Canon 70 Mark III is actually going to be released in 2019. We already kind of referred to that a little bit. I am going to say not only is it released, because other people have already said that, but it's going to be released with like significantly better dynamic range. Maybe it's just a plea to Canon for me to do this. I don't know. Maybe it's just wishful thinking. There you go. <laughs> but but I think they're going to do it. And and I think that that's going to be a bit... I don't care about like anything else it, that they update in the camera. I don't, I don't want them to go with more megapixels because that usually also means ISO performance goes down. Um, or, or at least they have a hard time maintaining the ISO performance levels if you increase the megapixels. So I don't need more megapixels. I don't care if they do that. I don't care if they improve the focus system because that's working pretty well for me. Uh, I don't care. Although I, I do wish they'd add some fo- uh, focus points, especially the top and bottom of the uh, when, when you're holding it in landscape orientation, then top and bottom needs yeah. they need some more points there, some focus points. I don't care if the frame rate goes up on the camera. It just can't go down and i don't even really care if they improve the iso performance if it just stays the same would be okay as long as the dynamic range gets better because that's what's holding me back from iso from darker photos and um they that has to beat the add so my wife has the add canon camera which is sounds like i'm saying like attention deficit disorder ADD. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's terrible the, the number 80 and then the letter d <laughs> the add um has some really good dynamic range for a um a crop sensor better yeah. better than the 70 mark ii by quite a bit and they have to beat it if they will beat it if the dynamic range in that in that new 70 mark three is better than the add i will be buying it for the first time in four years i will upgrade my camera and i will be using i will buy the 70 mark three but if that doesn't have that if if they don't show that they have huge dynamic and i'm going to wait until there's some people who test this and can tell me how the dynamic range performs uh if that's not there i won't be buying it i really wish that it could also be mirrorless and have an arm out but i just don't see them doing that yet yeah (laughs) so i I think that's a little premature and very much a wish. Yeah. 
<laughs> Very much a wish. But the dynamic range, I, I really think that might that's going to be there. So I'm going to predict it that the dynamic range is going to be better than the 80D in the 70 Mark III. All right, my next one, uh, Canon is going to release the 5D Mark V in 2019, and it is going to be their last full-frame DSLR. They won't be producing another one. So they'll update this one, probably uh, increase in megapixels, increase in dynamic range, improvement in ISO performance, catch up a little bit to the Nikon D850 potentially because it's kind of a little ahead there. Um, and then that's going to be it. They're going to focus from there out on the mirrorless full frame R mount stuff that they have going on. Uh, so what do you think? That's, that's an interesting prediction. I would have predicted they'll come out with something in their 1D line, and that would be their last DSLR. I don't foresee a 5D Mark V being a DSLR uh, that's not mirrorless. Mm, actually, okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's an interesting prediction. And I actually feel the 70 Mark III equivalent or whatever that is would be the R mount, but I don't know why I feel that. I have nothing <laughs> to back me up. It's just, it's just. I hope, I guess, beyond hope that that would they would start going that route. I think it's high time that Canon, since they've released their mirrorless, it's high time they just go full force with it and not, you know, dink around with these DSLRs anymore. Get get into the mirrorless game seriously and just make it happen i would absolutely love it if it was a mirrorless r mount cam that would make it okay so i, I guess I, sh- I need to revise what i just said <laughs> because that would also make me buy the camera if if okay. they had, <laughs> if it was mirrorless and r mount and everything else was the same then that would make me buy the 70 mark three as well so what if it's just barely slightly worse L- worse how uh, dynamic range. Your dynamic range oh. is just barely worse. Right at the heart. He's like, Don't Connor. go there. Right at the heart. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wouldn't buy it. If if the dynamic range shows that it performs worse, then no, nope, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, do that, that would that would be rough. But if they keep pushing their dual pixel AF, I think that's partly what's wrong with the EOS R. They have so many dual pixel AF pixels. I'm not a you know, scientist in any of the shape of the stick as far as <laughs> how this works, but it seems that that would be a problem with their dynamic range because they're using that pixel for something else other than just capturing pure sure. image ca- quality. And so while I love that technology, there's we don't need 5,000 AF no, spots in no. a camera. So, you know, it's like th- they kind of swung the pendulum too far <laughs> and yeah. they need to bring it back. And then let's focus on some of that dynamic range. And however it is that they make that happen, yay. But yeah, let's focus on that dynamic range for sure. Right. Okay, my last prediction. (laughs) Canon and Nikon both release full-frame mirrorless cameras with dual card slots this time. (gasps) Oh, please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please. (laughs) Yeah, I think they're going to remedy that. I think they're going to say like, wow, we did not expect that kind of backlash from that that kind of a problem. Uh, Yeah, that's easy. We can fix that. Maybe we should do that. Yeah, so I think they're going to do that. All right, Brent, you got some. What do you have? Yeah, I think I even did this one last year, and that is Pentax needs to ditch their 645Z and go mirrorless. Fuji and Hasselblad have two medium format mirrorless, and I'm intrigued by that. It almost makes mirrorless a quote-unquote affordable. I should say yeah. medium format, quote-unquote affordable. And it's, I don't know, it's it's not a true mir- medium format, but still it's slightly larger than full frame. 
and it's high time that Pentax, Rico, however you want to call it, they get in this game uh, because this is where a, a serious size savings and weight savings can be had. That 645 body is huge compared to those uh, other bodies by Fuji and Hasselblad, and I would love to see a mirrorless come out of Pentax. You did have it in your predictions. I just forgot yeah. to cue it up. Do you want to hear it? Oh, I, if you want to embarrass me again, sure, go ahead. I'd like <laughs> to see Pentax uh, come out with a medium format mirrorless. <laughs> I'd like to see Pentax uh, come out with... <laughs> Do we need it twice? <laughs> I, sorry, I hit the button twice. Yeah, sorry. I forgot to put that one in there. So, yes, no, you did. No, it's all right. I, I saw it in our notes, and I that's fine. It's They have been so silent uh, with most everything, really. They they kind of re- retooled their K1, but uh, I would just, boy, that'd just be awesome. Uh, one of the things I pine for is to potentially go medium format, but whatever. I'll, I'll get into that kind of a thing in the next uh Next one down. My next one, really, though, um, actually is Sigma will announce a Foveon camera for the L-mount system. And that's not to be confused with L-lenses from Canon. The L-mount system is a joint consortium or joint effort by Leica. They own the L-mount property, intellectual property, but they've partnered with Panasonic and Sigma to have this uh, L-mount consortium. And I think there's going to be some good things coming out there. Uh, certainly, I love the idea of the Foveon sensor. That's where we are capturing every single color at every single pixel, uh, every single of the RGB colors. But it's always been crop sensor size, and it's always been uh, lacking in the dynamic range. And it would be amazing if they could uh, increase uh, both of those types of items to give us some good dynamic range there. And it's just never caught on. And it may catch on with this new L-mount alliance that's happening. And um, so I keep my fingers crossed, yeah. Well, um, my first prediction that I have here is less awesome, techie, geeky, nerd stuff because I just couldn't think of anything (laughs) off of the top of my head that would fit into that world. But something that I believe as a lighting nerd, I think that there's going to be a significant shift towards photographers that are getting into flash, getting into lighting, moving towards Godox, Godox and Flashpoint systems in 2019 for both like Speedlight Flash and Strobe users. Um, I, I think this because I think that their product is becoming very, very compelling. I, it, I more and more am just getting little titters in my own brain where I'm like, maybe I should make switches over there. And that largely has to do with uh, the battery being in the unit itself where right now i use strobes and man i don't mind being crazy and carrying a strobe around with me through a park like i did this past weekend but (laughs) it can get tiring when you have like a car battery and a strobe and a modifier and your camera and you're trying to talk to a person with kids and you're like okay i'm just trying to get over here okay let's set it up (laughs) and having just 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 the convenience of having the battery in the light itself is already just enough to make me kind of go well maybe you should do that connor and i i I think that they're really pushing to be innovative with their their products i think that they're constantly putting out little bits that are showing that they're trying to push forward with new things that are going to be useful it seems like they really are listening to photographers in the products that they're making and and i think that they are going to become a very very competitive um flash and strobe unit for users of um well users of that kind of equipment i think that they are going to take over the more affordable side for strobes over your policy buffs and um 
well, I, I, I love Paul Buff, but I don't think that they have been doing much in the way of innovation because they are, well, they're not. So I, that is my first prediction. <laughs> I here. support this one a thousand percent, Connor. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, it, it's, I am so impressed. The Godox and Flashpoint, um, they're the same thing. Um, I believe yeah. it's when it's Adorama that sells it. It's Flashpoint. They have like an exclusive agreement with the manufacturer. So they change the name to Flashpoint if Adorama sells it. Uh, everywhere else is Godox, something like that. And, yeah. um, and man, is their equipment just so good. It is so, so good. And uh, so my, my, I'm changing my recommendations from starting off with Young Nuo brand flashes as for beginners that want to get into flash. They're great flashes. That's not changed. They're still good ones to have. If you've got them, it doesn't mean you have to switch to them to anything else. You can, yeah. you can keep using them. Uh, but the Go- Godox has a an equivalent to the Young Nuo Bion 560. It's the TT600. They're about the same in price. The TT600 has more functionality. And and then you're in the system. So now when you have a wireless trigger like the X-Pro from Godox, then you can start off with those TT600 flashes. And then you have a very nice path into still relatively inexpensive equipment to getting really nice flash and strobe kind of capabilities. It's beautiful. Connor, you got to get into it. Yeah, I, I, I know. It's it's something where like I because as much of the words as much <laughs> as I use um, strobes, I still use speed lights right. and having the compatibility between, oh, I could use both speed lights and strobes without having to kind of um, rig a system. So it kind of works together based on slaving and stuff like right, if I could right. have a trigger that triggers everything at once. Th- ooh, that's pretty compelling. The one thing that I'm still kind of holding off on is that I really love my my trigger slash adjustment through Paul Buff, the the cyber commander where I can adjust the power of the flashes by tenths of a stop from the controller and light meter. That's that really is important to me. But I think that if there is anything even somewhat close to that, I wouldn't even mind transferring over and using a separate light meter for a little while. Um, if it seemed like there was maybe a promise that they were going to work on something similar, um, because it, it really does seem like a fantastic system that the more I've had experience to play with them, the more impressed I have been. All right. Well, good prediction. What else do you have? Uh, my, my next one is that Lightroom will remain unappealing as a raw processing <laughs> program to me. Not a stretch there. Oh, my. Not a stretch. Uh, not not so hard. Like, I've honestly had thoughts because it's not like Capture One doesn't have problems at any point. So that I've had thoughts. Where I'm like, maybe I should try Lightroom. And I'll kind of open it up and upload a thing. And about 60 seconds into the upload, I'm like, nope, going back. <laughs> Never mind. So um, I that that is my prediction for 2019 is Lightroom will still just nope we're, not for me we're gonna hold you to that okay <laughs> I don't think that'll be hard so what was that Godox again that TT600 you said yeah TT600 yes. is the the because uh, yep because I'm gonna I'm gonna add that to my prediction that I'm gonna buy one of those probably the first week of January <laughs> because um, I actually have a need for it at work uh, I've got a, a portrait well not a portrait a, a studio class uh, where we're gonna look at portraits and all sorts of things but I also have people go out of the studio and, and take uh, lighting like that, and I need a new system. So I'm going to just go with the Godox thing, I think. So oh, that yeah. sounds awesome. Yep. My next, my last one is I will continue to say I'm considering a switch to Fuji throughout the year. And <laughs> I've been saying that for a couple months already because I just love the Fuji system. It looks great. I just haven't really 
you know, shot it consistently or anything like that for a full shoot or anything like that. Uh, in reality, I'm keeping my eye on Pentax and that new L-Mount Alliance, and I love the idea of Panasonic getting into full frame, Sigma getting back into the camera game. There's lots of really interesting stuff happening that has been announced and will come out or otherwise, you know, take more form this coming year. And I see myself actually probably not upgrading until everything is settled. And I'm also going to keep my eye on the EOS R system and see what their next full frame will be. So I see 2020 as being an open book for my next camera acquisition. But this year, I'm not going to go all Jim Harmer and say, I will buy nothing. But I'm pretty (laughs) sure I'm going to just stay in a holding pattern myself. Yeah. I... I, uh... I'm trying well, to for think you, if that's I 7D Mark III. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that might III. be the one that, that pulls you out. It might but, be. Yeah. I might finally do it after four years, which is probably okay. That's that's not a bad time frame for considering doing an upgrade, but no, we'll see. No, it's, I, it's reasonable. I, I hope they deliver, because if, if it's not there, if the dynamic range isn't there, I'm, I'm going to stay put. There's no reason for me to upgrade. And, uh, yeah, I am testing Fuji X-T3 right now, though. So Fuji sent me out a... a one to do an evaluation of. So I'm going to be putting it through the ringer. I'm going to be doing a high school basketball game with it uh, pretty shortly. And I, I'm excited to test it out. So the XT3, it is very fun. It's a really fun camera I, to shoot. Equals Brent jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I would love to try that for a couple of weeks. That yeah. would just be amazing. Yeah, oh it's, my goodness. it's pretty fun. All right. Well, let, let's uh, let's end there. We've we've gone way over kind of our normal time. <laughs> and but I, hopefully hopefully the listeners like it. Hopefully they have a lot of fun with it and uh, we'll we'll make sure to review it next year and see how these predictions came out, how the goals came out. And we'd yeah. lo- I'd love to have the listeners when I post this link in the Facebook group, uh, go in there, go join the group if you haven't done that yet. Uh, you have to answer a question to get in there so we keep the spammers and the bots out. But you can put the name of host, so Jeff, Connor, or Brian, or sorry, Brian too, but or yeah. Brent. <laughs> Brent will work, and uh, and we'll let you right in. And but, Erica. And Erica, yeah. And Lord Page. That's been a common one that's been put on lately. But Lord <laughs> Page, he loves that. Um, but, but go comment on there about your goals. I'd love for you as listeners to yes. think about the goals that you want to set for 2019. How do you want to get a little further down the path on mastering your photography. What's going to stretch you? What's going to make you consider like other genres of photography you don't normally do? Whatever kind of thing you think is going to be able to help you in in mastering your photography. I'd like to I'd love for you to put that in there and something that that hopefully you can uh, because you're sharing with other people, you can be held accountable for too and that helps you to improve. It helps you to get better. So, I'd love for you to well, do that, listeners. And it's a great source of inspiration for others too. Sure, Whatever you sure. write just might inspire someone else and that's awesome. Yep. All right, we're going to close out the show now. Uh, remind you that you can find the, the notes, uh, show notes, all of the episodes at masterphotographypodcast.com. I know the show notes don't display very well in the podcast podcast players. Easy for me to say, but that's because they're all different. <laughs> they all work differently. So the best way we can do it is just point you to the website. That's that's going to be the best place to go for show notes, masterphotographypodcast.com. Facebook group I already mentioned. You can find my work at jsharmanphotos.com. You can find my other podcast at phototacopodcast.com. And a new episode is coming very shortly. It's been a little bit busy for me lately, and I haven't put one out in December yet, but I'm going to. And you can catch me on Facebook at Harmon Jeff, Twitter, Harmon underscore Jeff, Instagram, Harmon Jeff, all this in the show notes. You don't have to remember any of that. Connor, where can people find you? 
Uh, you can find my work on my website at connorhibbs.photography. You can check out the other podcast that I am a part of, um, that is with Erica Kay, and that is called Portrait Session. I, too, have been really horrible. It's it's about that being really, really busy thing. Um, I've been horrible about getting out episodes recently, but that is about to change because I have a little bit of time off, so I'm going to pre-edit a handful of things so I can be a bit more consistent again. Um, you can also find me on facebook.com slash Connor H photo. That's just me there. And you can find me on Instagram at Connor Hibbs photography. All right, Brent, what about you? Yeah, my main website, brentbergherm.com. The biggest change I just completed before we started recording today, I actually really revamped my Croatia, not Croatia, my Chile workshop going to do the total solar eclipse. I had several people just writing and telling me they loved the idea, but it was a little too intense. They didn't want to lose out on so much sleep. So actually I looked at it. I basically listened to what they're looking for. Because we we have reconfigured some things, I was actually able to reduce the price a little bit. So uh, take a look at that if you're interested in doing the total solar eclipse and a few other awesome things in Chile. Check that out. You can find me also latitudephotographypodcast.com. I've got a great interview coming up with the fellow that did um, the series for BBC, The Human Planet. And uh, I've already talked with him. I just have to edit it and get it out. I'm hoping to release it. Uh, around Christmas or so. Uh, so that will, by the time this episode gets out, hopefully it'll already be released. And he was just excellent, excellent interview. Really appreciated him coming on the show. Uh, Timothy Allen is his name. And then find me on YouTube. Just search for Brent Bergen Photography. And I'm also on Instagram. Just search my name there. Uh, there's only two Brent Bergrams in this world, so hopefully I'm the one you find on Instagram. So. <laughs> Very good. All right. For all five people who are still listening at this point. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you for enduring to the end. Uh, I, I want to really mention, I should have mentioned it earlier. I do have the workshops. We talked about Connors that are at the, pre, the retreat. My, I have two that are going to be the retreat. The pre-workshop is going to be learning to use your camera like a ninja. I'm going to go over exposure and, and how to react to uh, environments and how I'm going to teach you how to make sure that you're really, really ready to be able to get your exposure right in camera. And then in the post retreat is going to be Lightroom 201, I'm calling it. Uh, it's cool. good if you have a familiarity with Lightroom already, but if you don't, you're still going to get a big, a big benefit out of it. Those tickets are available over at createphotographyretreat.com and we'd love to see you at the retreat in March 2019 in Las Vegas. And with that... We're going to close up the show. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you again in another seven days. 